0: Hey ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Finch, it ain't illegal Yeah, I'm your host, St. Clinton. On this show, we'll be playing some poetry, spoken word and other things about political and social issues going on around the world, both past, present, and future, which will hopefully make you
1: think. Good evening, my fellow citizens. This afternoon, following a series of threats and defiant statements, the presence of Alabama National Guardsmen was required on the University of Alabama to carry out the final and unequivocal order of the United States District Court of the Northern District of Alabama. That order called for the admission of two clearly qualified young Alabama residents who happened to have been born Negro, that they were admitted peacefully on the campus, is due in good measure to the conduct of the students of the University of Alabama, who met uh, their responsibilities in a uh, constructive way. I hope that every American, regardless of where he lives, will stop and examine his conscience about this and other related incidents. This nation was founded by men of many nations and backgrounds. It was founded on the principle that all men are created equal, and that the rights of every man are diminished, when the rights of one man are threatened. Today we are committed to a worldwide struggle to promote and protect the rights of all who wish to be free. And when Americans are sent to Vietnam or West Berlin, we do not ask for whites only. It ought to be possible, therefore, for American students of any color to attend any public institution they select without having to be backed up by troops. It ought to be possible for American consumers of any color to receive equal service in places of public accommodation, such as hotels and restaurants and theaters and retail stores, without being forced to resort to demonstrations in the street. And it ought to be possible for American citizens of any color to register and to vote in a free election without interference or fear of reprisal. It ought to be possible, in short, for every American to enjoy the privileges of being American without regard to his race or his color. In short, every American ought to have the right to be treated as he would wish to be treated, as one would wish uh, his children to be treated. But this is not the case. The Negro baby born in America today regardless of the section of the state in which he is born, has about one-half as much chance of completing a high school as a white baby, born in the same place on the same day. One-third as much chance of completing college. One-third as much chance of becoming a professional man. Twice as much chance of becoming unemployed. About one-seventh as much chance of earning $10,000 a year a life expectancy which is seven years short, and the prospects of earning only half as much. This is not a sectional issue. Difficulties over segregation and discrimination exist in every city, in every state of the union, producing in many cities a rising tide of discontent that threatens the public safety. Nor is this a partisan issue. In a time of domestic crisis, men of goodwill and generosity should be able to unite regardless of party or politics. This is not even a legal or legislative issue alone. It is better to settle these matters in the courts than on the streets, and new laws are needed at every level. But law alone cannot make men see right. We are confronted primarily with a moral issue. It is as old as the scriptures and is as clear as the American Constitution. The heart of the question is whether all Americans are to be afforded equal rights and equal opportunities, whether we are going to treat our fellow Americans as we want to be treated. If an American, because his skin is dark, cannot eat lunch in a restaurant open to the public, if he cannot send his children to the best public school available, if he cannot vote for the public officials who represent him, if in short he cannot enjoy the full and free life which all of us want, then who among us would be content to have the color of his skin changed and stand in his place? Who among us would then be content with the councils of patience and delay? 100 years of delay have passed since President Lincoln freed the slaves, yet their heirs, their grandsons, are not fully free. They are not yet freed from the bonds of injustice. They are not yet yet freed from social and economic oppression. And this nation, for all its hopes and all its boasts, will not be fully free until all its citizens are free. We preach freedom around the world, and we mean it and we cherish our freedom here at home. But are we to say to the world, and much more importantly to each other, that this is a land of the free, except for the Negroes, that we have no second class citizens, except Negroes, that we have no class or caste system, no ghettos, no master race, except with respect to Negroes. Now the time has come for this nation to fulfill its promise. The events in Birmingham and elsewhere have so increased the cries for equality that no city or state or legislative body can prudently choose to ignore them. The fires of frustration and discord are burning in every city, north and south. Where legal remedies are not at hand, redress is sought in the streets, in demonstrations, parades, and protests which create tensions and threaten violence and threaten lives. We face, therefore, a moral crisis as a country and a people. It cannot be met by repressive police action. It cannot be left to increase demonstrations in the streets. It cannot be quieted by token moves or talk. It is a time to act in the Congress, in your state, and local legislative body, and above all, in all of our daily lives. It is not enough to pin the blame on others, to say this is a problem of one section of the country or another, or to pour the facts that we face. A great change is at hand, and our task, our obligation, is to make that revolution, that change, peaceful and constructive for all. Those who do nothing are inviting shame, as well as violence. Those who act boldly are recognizing right, as well as reality. Next week, I shall ask the Congress of the United States to act, to make a commitment it is not fully made in this century to the proposition that race has no place in American life or law. The federal judiciary has upheld that proposition in a series of forthright cases. The executive branch has adopted that proposition in the conduct of its affairs, including the employment of federal personnel the use of federal facilities, and the sale of federally financed housing. But there are other necessary measures which only the Congress can provide, and they must be provided at this session. The old code of equity law under which we live commands for every wrong a remedy. But in too many communities, in too many parts of the country, wrongs are inflicted on Negro citizens, and there are no remedies at law. Unless the Congress acts, their only remedy is the street. I am therefore asking the Congress to enact legislation, giving all Americans the right to be served in facilities which are open to the public, hotels, restaurants, theaters, retail stores, and similar establishments. This seems to me to be an elementary right. Its denial is an arbitrary indignity that no American in 1963 should have to endure, but many do. I have recently met with scores of business leaders, urging them to take voluntary action to end this discrimination. And I've been encouraged by their response. And in the last two weeks, over 75 cities have seen progress made in desegregating these kinds of facilities. But many are unwilling to act alone. And for this reason, nationwide legislation is needed if we are to move this problem from the streets to the courts. I'm also asking Congress to authorize the federal government to participate more fully in lawsuits designed to end segregation in public education. We have succeeded in persuading many districts to desegregate voluntarily. Dozens have admitted Negroes without violence. Today, a Negro is attending a state-supported institution in every one of our 50 states, but the pace is very slow. Too many Negro children entering segregated grade schools at the time of the Supreme Court's decision nine years ago, will enter segregated high schools this fall, having suffered a loss which can never be restored. The lack of an adequate education denies the Negro a chance to get a decent job. The orderly implementation of the Supreme Court decision, therefore, cannot be left solely to those who may not have the economic resources to carry the legal, a- legal action or who may be subject to harassment. Other features will be also requested, including greater protection for the right to vote. But legislation, I repeat, cannot solve this problem alone. It must be solved in the homes of every American, in every community, across our country. In this respect, I want to pay tribute to those citizens north and south who've been working in their communities to make life better for all. They are acting not out of sense of legal duty, but out of a sense of human decency. Like our soldiers and sailors in all parts of the world, they are meeting freedom's challenge on the firing line, and I salute them for their honor and their courage. My fellow Americans, this is a problem which faces us all, in every city of the North, as well as the South. Today, there are Negroes unemployed, two or three times as many compared to whites. Inadequate education, moving into the large cities, unable to find work, young people particularly out of work without hope, denied uh, equal rights, denied the opportunity to eat at a restaurant or a lunch counter or go to a movie theater, denied the right to a decent education, denied almost today the right to attend a state university even though qualified. Seems to me that these are matters which concern us all, not merely presidents or congressmen or governors, but every citizen of the United States. This is one country. It has become one country because all of us and all the people who came here had an equal chance to develop their talents. We cannot say to 10% of the population that you can't have that right, that your children can't have the chance to develop whatever talents they have, that the only way that they are going to get their rights is to go in the street and demonstrate. I think we owe them and we owe ourselves a better country than that. Therefore, I'm asking for your help in making it easier for us to move ahead and to provide the kind of equality of treatment which we would want ourselves. To give a chance for every child to be educated to the limit of his talents. As I've said before, not every child has an equal talent or an equal ability or equal motivation. But they should have the equal right to develop their talent and their ability and their motivation to make something of themselves. We have a right to expect that the Negro community will be responsible, will uphold the law, but they have a right to expect that the law will be fair, that the Constitution will be colorblind, as Justice Harlan said at the turn of the century. This is what we're talking about, and this is a matter which concerns this country and what it stands for, and in meeting it, I ask the support of all of our citizens. Thank you very much.
2: Understanding your intuition. Take me away from all the madness, the crime, the corruption, the abduction of justice and equality. I am in search of rivers of reason, oceans of wisdom, a collection of voices who understand sanity and the dismantling of humanity. Will you be my angel? Will you be my sage? My savior? My savior, my savior, my savior, I am to engage in politics and poverty, in pending prison terms, in biased news reporting, and the miseducation of our children, and religion, wars, overseas, the dying innocent, overblown rhetoric, mediocrity, hypocrisy, I need your heart as a safe space, I yearn for solitude from all the missed opportunities, for peace and progress. To have you in this way, I'd be blessed. I protest all of these injustices. I stand with the 1%, even the downtrodden of other countries and continents. Not to mention this great recession, starving children, women and men stealing. The blues is revealing. It sings a long song of suffering, stands as heavy with tears and struggle. The blues will make you hustle in ways you never dreamt of. blues don't hold love. So I need a break. I need an escape. Your presence would help. I can't do this by myself. I am only an island surrounded by pain and heartache. You are the opposite of those blues ladies. I need every inch of a soul. pain and heartache. You are the opposite of those who no play. I need you every inch of the you can
3: provide. In southern Montana stood an old western town. Warlock by name, just poor folk and hounds. T'was 1865, the wild west so untamed, yet so alive. Fresh from the trail, cowboys rode through, to water their horses and freshen their crew. Miss Sadie's saloon always opened for gents. Luscious ladies dance on her stage for their rent. Stagecoaches and wagons with bales of hay rattled past town folk on hot, dusty days. Coffins for hire fronted the undertaker's shop. Dry goods and blacksmith were but a short hop. The office of sheriff was a derelict scene. Rifles and six guns, cobwebbed and unclean. Wanted new lawman, a sign on the door, dried blood and vomit smeared on the floor. From out of hell's heart rode the Barton boys, four demons on horseback, a town to destroy. Brothers from Yuma who took a blood oath, bent on revenge for town folk they loathe. Their faces so scarred in barroom brawls, their teeth so missing from mean drunken falls. Gunslingers who ravaged this town of the west, six sheriffs who challenged became second best. To keep warlock lawless by killing the law, hanging their father had been the last straw. A minister of Jehovah who came just to preach, to witness for God, warlock's spiritual outreach. Accused by a sheriff of bewitching his child, lynched from an oak tree without mercy or trial. Six visits to town to now avenge their kin, six sheriffs lay dead, gunfights they just couldn't win. Shot in the heart by the brothers of blood, Six rotting tombstones peer up from town mud. A western town with a hell-bound fate, a need for some saviour before it was too late. A medicine man of Indian fame, with potions and lotions, to warlock he came. An old covered wagon of buffalo hide, amulets and charms hung from the side. He spoke with the townsfolk with passion and desire, his eyes ablaze with some holy desire, to rid the good people of mayhem and woe, with magical talismans that now he would show. For a paltry pound of gold from your mines, your agony of blood will all be left behind. Place my charms on your sheriff's tombstones. An incantation I teach, at their graves you shall moan. The townspeople obeyed the Magi's advice. The spirits of the dead had now been enticed. When the Barton boys rode into Warlock Town, they got a greeting from hell, an unholy showdown. What rose from the graveyard was not of this earth decayed soulless corpses, an ungodly rebirth. A foul meeting at midnight near Mercedes Saloon, blood brothers and ghouls did duel at full moon. The Barton boys fired six guns at very close range, but killing the undead can be so damn strange. Though limbs and body parts did fly through the air, the zombies kept walking to the brothers' despair. A scream from the dark as brains were consumed, their appetite for human flesh had now so mushroomed, The Barton boys eaten. The townspeople cheered. Six dead sheriffs now turned to their next dinner and leered. Only skeletons remain in that old western town. Sagebrush and tumbleweed, a saloon broken down. A strange scent of brimstone on hot summer nights. The corpses of six sheriffs roam warlock by moonlight.
0: Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is St. Clinton here. Are you a poet or a spoken word artist? Would you like to have your tracks played here? And send it in an audio format to poetry at sanduneradio.com Poetry at sanduneradio.com And we'll add it into the rotation. Ooh.
4: Today it was claimed more than 650,000 men, women and children have been killed since the Iraq war began in
5: 2003.
6: 2003. Bomb, bomb, Iraq.
5: I idea. What's going on? Iraq.
6: Bomb, bomb, Iraq.
4: Now over to Westminster for the latest news. Well, I've got to be honest, mate. I haven't got a clue. What's going on? Now, look, I'm not going to bullshit you. Obviously, we have a very serious situation here, and we need to contain.
6: Bomb, bomb, Iran. Bomb, bomb, Iran. We are making progress within our campaign plan. Bomb, bomb, Iran. Bomb, bomb, Iran. Sure.
5: All this will be fine. <laughs> the Bush White House has been going to great lengths
6: to hide the truth about Iraq from the American people. We must fall back on the old axiom that when other contingencies fail, whatever remains, however improbable, must be the truth. Bomb, bomb, Iraq. Bomb, bomb, Iraq. 2003. Bomb, bomb. 40,000. Bomb, bomb, Iran. Would Tony Blair
4: lie about what's really happening? Would George Bush please? I'm a journalist, trust me. Like so many here, their lives have been changed forever. Get back. Now over to Westminster for the latest news. Well, I've got to be honest, mate.
6: I haven't got a clue what's going on. Bomb, bomb, Iran. Bomb, bomb, Iran.
7: are not taking as many of us with as you can. Now, isn't that right? The situation they face, with tens of thousands of roadside bombs this year and increasing sectarian violence, is not getting any easier. 3,700
2: Whatever you do in this life has consequences for the next.
6: A minibus drew up, then exploded. Let's be
8: careful out there, huh?
6: Fifty-three people were killed in this blast, and more than a hundred injured. Bomb, bomb, Iran. Bomb, bomb, Iran. I should like to have some idea of what's going on. Bomb, bomb, Iran. Two thousand and three. Bomb, bomb, Iran. Forty (laughs) thousand. Let's be careful out there, huh?
1: them, not one
6: clearly the original objective of setting up a peaceful democratic iraq is not working in the face of these really ferocious assaults
8: sit quietly and we will control all that you see and hear people are becoming
0: mass-produced program numbered
4: television is a massive massive mass hypnotist to the global mind and what happens is it is implanting a belief in reality by the minute and then once we take on that belief implanted when information enters the eyes we edit it on the basis of that belief and so um, what the global population is um, subjecting or is subjected to, suffering from, is actually literally mass hypnosis. And when people, when we talk about people who kind of start to see things and see the manipulation they couldn't see before, what do we say about them? What do they say about themselves? They say, I woke up. That is the greatest hypnotist on the planet, and that's the basis of why it was created. And when you, um, when you start to research the uh, subliminals in advertising and television, um, what staggers you is not you know, what they do and what's there. It's a scale. It's like our consciousness is being hit by an explosion of the scale. Because you see, this isn't a very interesting point. Experiments have shown that um, about one and a half seconds before um, the conscious mind decides to take action, move its arms or whatever, speak, one and a half seconds or a conscious decides to do that, the electrical signals have begun in the brain to do it. And for me, the conscious level is the experiencer and observer of reality, but the subconscious is the creator of it, the generator of it. And this is why the Illuminati want the subconscious mind through subliminals. What does subliminal mean? It means below threshold. It's below the threshold the conscious mind picks up, but the, the subconscious mind picks everything up like a sponge. And therefore they are planting these thoughts into the subconscious, which then filter down into the conscious. Then we think we're having our own thoughts, when actually they're implanted thoughts done at a subliminal level. That is the greatest hypnotist on the planet, and that's the basis of why it was
3: created. Take back your children.
9: Turn off the TV. We will
8: control the when power
1: leads man towards arrogance poetry reminds him of his limitations. When power corrupts, poetry cleanses it. For establishes the basic human truth, which must serve as the touchstone of our judgment.
5: Until the people notice me, I'm pumping out this poetry If you do not know it's me, there's probably been some forgery There isn't peace inside the streets, could say the same for overseas But if you wanna hurt my people, then you gotta go through me Can't you see the darkness that's around you? They're trying to hunt you down like a fox, the dogs are hound you What happens if they found you and start to surround you? Don't let them knock you down to the ground and any round you got the power, the will, it's inside you You open people's minds and they wanna kill or hide you I'm speaking from experience, though half of y'all are hearing this They ain't like they constipated, really, they don't give a shit The world we're heading, and ask how has it come to this They supply us drugs, no supplements They feed us food for thought, no substance I swear to God, if only the government knew what government meant This man am in the hospital just be hospitable, don't treat me as a criminal We do not want civil war before you to be civil To every single civilian with all so little We need a break of fresh air, stop all the pollution we are not your puppets, aren't here for your amusement Our forefathers had a revelation and a resolution We'll have a revolution if you forget the constitution We have a dark past, we need a brighter future We have rights and rules that should apply to the ruler They passed those when we party in, but don't let them fool you I swear I got class, I could be the one to school you Pull up a seat, I'm preaching peace and love. Just know that everything can be swept under the rug I don't mean to bug, but we're all here for a reason. We're stacking dope for Christmas, may not live to see the season. Go we'll hang with heathens, I'm trying to get to heaven. Was the morning poor harbor? Then got hit with 9/11. We learned from Nagasaki, Hiroshima, and the Holocaust. Even winners of wars can suffer great loss. Some go to war, and funerals will get attended. We live on borrowed time. It depends on how you spend it. We tried occupation. Now it's time for all men to ride. Because is just a nice way to say genocide.
1: The highest duty of the writer is to remain true to himself and to let the chips fall where they may.
0: Hey, ladies and gentlemen. This is St. Clinton. I just wanted to drop in real quick and say thank you for listening to this show. Whether you listen through iTunes Stitcher Spotify TuneIn Google Plus Player FM or any other way I just want to say thank you yeah
9: she cries we grieve she bleeds. prayers we say parts of her die parts of her will stay Guy turns dark darker than gray she falls falls again Scabs on her face, injures a limb, her survival is slim. Parts of her lie lie on the ground, motionless. Some leg, some arm, list. Mother Nature was everything except harm, list. Brothers and sisters, please stay at your strongest. We gon' get stronger, we gon' get stronger, we gon' get, get stronger. Hearts from all over, China, America, Australia, India, Africa, we support you. Help is here, help is there The night is cold, it's a long road The morning is colder, the road gets longer She asks, we answer She starves, we feed She needs, she needs, she needs She has a disease We gon' cure it, we gon' bury it But Haiti, we won't let you, let you get buried Not an hour, not on any clock soon
7: In We want information.
8: We want information.
7: Our ads of the last few weeks, different from what you usually see, have tried to raise questions we feel are extremely important. As the first generation of the technological society, we have been acted upon by forces of such power that few, if any, of us can understand. Extensive information gathering on every American, human experiments with drugs and psychosurgery. Electronic surveillance, the era of the computer, invasion of privacy, growing government and corporate power over our lives, a people plagued by dehumanization, loneliness, and violence. Dramatic, perhaps, but we are losing control of our technology and our lives. Control. Not so long ago, people in a similar situation did not awaken to the forces around them. Are we so unwise as to do the same? We will control the horizontal.
8: We want infamy. The whole world is
4: becoming humanoid, creatures that look human but aren't. We will control
6: the horizontal. What is finished
4: is the idea that this great country is dedicated to the freedom and flourishing of every individual in it. It's the individual that's finished. It's the single, solitary human being that's
8: finished. We will control the horizontal. We want infamy. I'll tell you nothing.
4: the horizontal.
7: We want information.
8: The world is a college of corporations, inexorably determined by the
7: immutable
8: bylaws of business. The world is a business. It has been since man crawled out of slime. Information.
4: It is the international
8: system of currency. Which determines the totality
4: of life on
8: this planet. all,
0: That is the natural order of things. To be.
8: There is no America. There is no democracy. There is only IBM and ITT and AT&T and DuPont, Dow,
0: Union Carbide, and
8: Exxon.
4: Those are. Humor is the very essence of
5: a democratic society. Democracy is a dying giant, a sick, sick, dying, decaying political
4: concept writhing in its final pain. Control. The whole world is becoming humanoid, creatures that look human but aren't. We will control the horizontal.
8: We want infamy.
4: I'll tell you nothing.
7: technologies, and our lives. We will control the horrid yeah, Information.
6: Go to your guru.
4: Go to your cell. You're never going to get any truth from us. It, we are controlling transmission.
8: We will control the vertical.
6: In for me? I'll
5: tell you nothing. Go to your guru. That's the only place you're ever going to find any real truth. People
4: are becoming mass-produced, programmed numbers. We and...
1: are controlling transmission. We want information.
8: The invasion of privacy.
4: Yeah, the, the whole world is becoming humanless creatures that look but art. Long, we have control of the
6: I'll tell you nothing. Information. 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 I've done a lot of thinking since the other night. You know what's wrong with me, or rather with us. We've grown too necessary to one another. You've been content to rest in the shadows while I've basked in the spotlight. My success has been your failure.
3: My
1: failure, as you put it, has been my happiness.
6: No more doorways. No more secret meetings. You're going out on your own and make a success.
2: New World
4: Order. Politics is the sport, and world politics is the ultimate game.
2: I
5: was trying to
4: take control of my life, you know. Only to find that actually it is controlled for me.
5: By petty bureaucracy and bits of bloody paper. Because ignorant bloody petty rules and laws. Every tiny little action until you find you've committed a crime without
6: even knowing is there a point
1: to all this power raw power over other human beings anyway that's life isn't it that's what you call it
4: you're nothing but zombies all of you you're not living you're just killing time
7: You will find sanctuary and destroy
6: yes well that is exactly what we do We sit around on our fat asses and create scenarios that put the planet at risk. That's exactly what we do. New
1: World Order.
4: I have dedicated all my scientific knowledge and skill to projects which I knew could be put to evil purposes. For the common good, they said.
1: How easy
3: to believe in the common good when that belief is rewarded With status, wealth,
0: and power!
6: You don't know anything about living, Law of the jungle, the human jungle. I do, I've spent my life at it. You don't know what your civilized people will do to cling to life. I do, because I know I'd cling if I had to kill to do it. And so will you. You And we'll use those guns. You'll use them
5: to keep your only chance to stay alive. Knowledge is power. How you use that power defines whether you are good or evil.
3: The choice is yours. I've wondered for a long time if a country that was founded on genocide and then built on the backs of slaves is ultimately a country that either, if it doesn't redeem itself in some way for that behavior, it just won't last. You start off in school and they
5: take yourself away take your brains away, you're not allowed to have an opinion that differs from theirs. You've got to think what they tell you to think.
7: We are going to rehabilitate you. Watch the kitten. She does not question authority. Be like the happy kitten.
5: And look, another kitten sitting in a hat. What a lovely world it is where kittens can sit in hats.
4: You will now function exclusively under control. You will no longer think independently. All thinking and reasoning will be done by the voice that commands you. Do you understand? Yes,
8: yes. One of the biggest innovations in surveillance about as a result of the spread of social networking sites. God is in his heaven. And
0: all is well
7: with the world. What is it? Way away. You will find sanctuary and destroy.
0: Power. Raw
6: power over other human beings. Think like a Dalek.
4: Stupid little slaves believe in every lie. A glooming peace this morning with it brings. The son for sorrow will not show his head. Go hence. Have more talk of these sad things.
1: Some shall be pardoned. And some are punished.
8: Or never it was a story of more woe. See, I think there are two ways in which people are controlled. First of all, frighten people. And secondly, demoralize them. An educated, healthy and confident nation is harder to govern. And I think there's an element in the thinking of some people. We don't want people to be educated, healthy and confident because they would get out of control. (laughs) The top 1% of the world's population own 80% of the world's wealth. It's incredible that people put up with it. But they're poor, they're demoralized, they're frightened. And therefore they think perhaps the safest thing to do is take orders and hope for the best. Prepare the laboratory!
5: You'll get used you to.
0: And be happy. All humans desire power. It's just that most of them are never in a position to attain it. New world I mean, why not just have a
4: stupidity tax? Just tax the
8: stupid people. <laughs> oh, Any more of this ridiculous rant and I'll put you both away. Here, yeah, yeah. here. Think my like Thanks, everybody. Have a good day. Senators and Representatives, I have the distinguished honor of presenting the President of the United States. Vice President, Mr. Speaker, members of the Senate, of the House of Representatives, yesterday, December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy, the United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. The United States was at peace with that nation, and at the solicitation of Japan, was still in conversation with its government and its emperor, looking toward the maintenance of peace in the Pacific. Indeed, One hour after Japanese air squadrons had commenced bombing in the American island of Oahu, the Japanese ambassador to the United States and his colleague delivered to our Secretary of State a formal reply to a recent American message. And while this reply stated that it seemed useless to continue the existing diplomatic negotiations, it contained no threat or hint of war or of armed attack. It will be recorded that the distance of Hawaii from Japan makes it obvious that the attack was deliberately planned many days or even weeks ago. During the intervening time, the Japanese government has deliberately sought to deceive the United States by false statements and expressions of hope for continued peace. The attack yesterday on the Hawaiian Islands has caused severe damage to American naval and military forces. I regret to tell you that very many American lives have been lost. In addition, American ships have been reported torpedoed on the high seas between San Francisco and Honolulu. Yesterday, The Japanese government also launched an attack against Malaya. Last night, Japanese forces attacked Hong Kong. Last night, Japanese forces attacked Guam. Last night, Japanese forces attacked the Philippine Islands. Last night, the Japanese attacked Wake Island. And this morning, the Japanese attacked Midway Island. Japan has therefore undertaken a surprise offensive extending throughout the Pacific area. The facts of yesterday and today speak for themselves. The people of the United States have already form their opinions, and well understand the implications to the very life and safety of our nation. As Commander-in-Chief of the Army and Navy, I have directed that all measures be taken for our defense, but always will our whole nation remember the character of the onslaught against us. No matter how long it may take us to overcome this premeditated invasion, the American people in their righteous might will win through to absolute victory. I believe that I interpret the will of the Congress and of the people when I assert that we will not only defend ourselves to the uttermost but will make it very certain that this form of treachery shall never again endanger us. hostilities exist. There is no blinking at the fact that our people, our territory, and our interests are in grave danger. With confidence in our armed forces, with the unbounding determination of our people, we will gain the inevitable triumph So help us God. I ask that the Congress declare that since the unprovoked and dastardly attack by Japan on Sunday, December 7th, 1941, a state of war has existed between the United States and the Japanese Empire.
0: Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is St. Clinton here. I just wanted to drop in real quick to give a shout out to some of the listeners on the show. There's Poet Soul 30, Raising Vibrations, Stutter C, Creative Culture SW, Miss Taylor Ray, Noble Series, Star Fox 55, Kuwaiti British, Leslie Wood, Beatrice, Lauren 2000, Monica Renata Rider Die Ember Gleams Music Music Means Life Milk No Sugar Is Shiny Jasmine Awesome Music Prince Raymond Deville Stone Patron Saints of Pop Culture J white d angelic poetess and there's so so many more if you'd like to shout have me shout you out just leave a tweet to sand dune radio oh yeah now back to the show
7: We want information. Our ads of the last few weeks, different from what you usually see, have tried to raise questions we feel are extremely important. As the first generation of the technological society, we have been acted upon by forces of such power that few, if any of us, can understand. Extensive information gathering on every American Human experiments with drugs and psychosurgery. Electronic surveillance, the era of the computer, invasion of privacy, growing government and corporate power over our lives, a people plagued by dehumanization, loneliness, and violence. Dramatic, perhaps, but we are losing control of our technology and our lives. Control. Not so long ago, people in a similar situation did not awaken to the forces around them. Are we so unwise as to do the same? We will control the horizontal. We want infamy. The whole world is becoming humanoid, creatures that look human
4: but aren't. We will control the horizontal. What is finished
8: is the idea that this great country is dedicated to the freedom and flourishing of
4: every individual in it. It's the individual that's finished. It's the single, solitary human being that's finished. We will control the horizontal. We want infamy. I'll tell you nothing. The horizon.
7: We want information.
3: The world is a college of corporations, inexorably determined by the
7: immutable
8: bylaws of business. The world is a business. It has been since man crawled out of the slime. Information. It is the international system of currency which determines the totality of life on this planet. And that is
0: the natural order of things today.
8: There is no America. There is no democracy. There is only IBM and ITT and AT&T
3: and DuPont, Dow, Union Carbide.
0: Oh.
4: boy teeters on this very edge, where his throat tightens to the beat of my racing heart. A torrent of the intangible flows upward. Youth's outstretched hand presents a gift of roses. Receive, this child skips away, umbilicus cut. Cries of freedom regain some human features. The power to resist is given the diaphragm rests. Bridge builders provide a safe central passage upon the softest of blue backgrounds, setting the scene, where an open skylight presents the sound of beating wings. Humming, this torrent forms a face, and... S-